Welcome to Greater Conversations with Janice Spica and her spicy friends. Hope you'll enjoy um, our smattering of conversations and musings and prayers and revelations and things as we try to live out a life of beautiful tension with the Holy Spirit. So far beyond what I can see. Welcome, Miss Crystal. We are going to be talking today about prayer, different kinds of prayer. And this sort of started about a previous podcast that we had done about having power and praying in power and that kind of stuff. But then we started having this conversation about praying for women uh, and families, obviously husbands that were trying to have children. And then Crystal said, well, do you want to talk about listening prayer? And I said, yes. And then there's also prophetic prayer and impartation and even deliverance prayer. All those things are like super important. So we're going to break that down today. And I think all of us have at some point gone through some of that Mm -hmm. or need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe haven't yet, but we need to. Let me tell you about this thing. Let me let's start with what happened yesterday. I just had a uh, a woman who came up who I have history with, and she said, "Our mutual friend Laura said uh, that you have an impartation to pray for women who are infertile." And I said, "Yes." And she said, "Would you pray for me and my friend?" So pin that because I want to come back and talk about impartation, but. Mm-hmm. I said, yes, because I love praying for babies. In fact, that's part of our story, getting to pray for your baby. (laughs) No, I'm going to say that you said, I'm so glad you finally had her because you were the only one that I've prayed for that and had a kid yet. I was really disturbed by that. No, I remember. I was like, because like, I don't pray that. I'm really careful about that because it's heartbreaking. You know, I have this Mm -hmm. mantra, uh, no dates, mates, or babies. Mm. Because that's the Lord's work and it's in his time in his hand. And not everybody is supposed to have a baby. Right, right. And I'm not exactly sure how we do that because the Lord is a life-giving God. But I, I trust him on those things. Anyway, when I had, I still remember when I prayed for you, it's like the Lord like just said, speak it because I'm going to do it. Like it mm-hmm. was like, and I went, all right, I could just say that in boldness. You know, then yeah. it became like a, a believing thing, not a, a convenient thing, like a churchy thing. Oh, yeah. let's pray for Christ. So it's like, I had a word. Yeah. And I had to release that word. And the releasing is what gave it power, like the power of testimony, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I was praying for these two people. And I was going to pray for both of them because they both wanted to have babies. And I put my hands on uh, one on one and one on the other. Because I, uh, when you pray for people, I always like to touch people. Yeah. How do you pray? Yes, yes. Same, same. Why do you like to touch people? I'll tell you why I do, but you tell me first. Uh, to me, it it's like a connection. Oh, with a, a human connection. Yeah, yeah. And then it's almost like Holy Spirit connects to them and then tells me. Oh, good. Yeah. For me personally. But. Yeah. For me, same. It's like it's a you're we're both in need. Right. And we know that there's someone greater. Right. And like we're both like receiving. Mm-hmm. But also I see better. I yeah. hear better when the, I can feel and we have gone new wine and women's events and lots of stuff. We do a lot of prayer and people are different. Mm-hmm. One person will be white hot. I remember one time there was a person that was like in the spirit was vibrating. Like, like my whole body was like electric touching wow. them. Mm-hmm. The next person I prayed for was as dead as could possibly mm-hmm. be. And so I'm going, Lord, there's a problem. He goes, no, I'm just telling you, you were right on the person before. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like the change that you feel, that temperature change. Yeah. That's it. You're in tune. You're listening to the spirit and you're hearing. So these two people yesterday, it was so interesting because I was trying to pray for them at the same time. And 
I was getting this picture of green and trees and ice. And I was going like, this is so weird. And I, I couldn't make sense of it. It's like a scrambled yeah. picture. So I just opened my eyes and I told them, I can't pray for you guys together. I'm getting conflicting pictures. So I just, I said, I have to pray for you separately. So I put my hands on just one woman at a time. And then the picture just opened up. I wasn't straining. I just, this picture just came into my mind. Yeah. And then you're trying to translate it into human words, like what you, the Holy Spirit has given you. Yeah. But just trusting that it makes sense to that person. It doesn't have to make sense to me. It has to yeah. make sense to that person. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting. And as I kept praying and as I had the faith to pray it out, it's as if the Lord let me run down the road with him to see more picture, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then, so it it happened for both those women. And it was, can I just tell you, it was the funnest thing in the world. And I just have like, as I just said, I never say dates, mates, and babies. I don't make predictions like that. But I cannot wait to meet these two kids that the Lord is going to bring to this earth. (laughs) Because I believe it with all my soul uh, that that's happening. So what do you, what's your thoughts about, that was an impartation prayer. And I believe that the Lord teaches us where we have overcome, where we've experienced the Lord in depth and miracles, where we know him, those deep places where we know him. Mm Mm-hmm. We can give that away to others in impartation. For sure. Mm. So if I hadn't been infertile mm-hmm. and hadn't had the Lord move through my own body yeah. in that way. Yeah, yeah. But also the healing of abortion. Mm-hmm. The Lord healed that deep wound. And now I can give life prayers away to women Yeah, where there's that commonality. Because where Jesus healed one, that's what flows through me like yeah. a riverbed, if you will. Yeah. I see it. I almost hear like taste and see the Lord's good. You've tasted of the Lord in that way and you're like offering it to others in mm, that way too. That's good. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. Uh, I remember the first time I ever did, it was the same type of, um, it was not the impartation where I've overcome, but I was, it was the first time I was really doing a listening prayer where you're talking about touching someone and connecting with them. It's Rose. Rose was the first person. I don't know if you remember. She's wonderful. She was the first person I ever prayed for at one of our events. I was like, oh, Lord, Lord, I'm here for him, but I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. And I remember I put my hand on her arm and I immediately saw roses in different stages. And like a seed, a sprout, a little bud, you know, like all the different stages of growth. And so uh, he's telling me this, but there's nothing else around it. Because sometimes... When you do that, you listen to Holy Spirit and you say what you're seeing. You're going, I'm trusting the Lord yeah. is making sense for this for you. Yep. Because I ain't got nothing. That's, yep. I didn't know her name. I had never <clears throat> met her before. I'd never talked to her. She didn't have a name tag on or anything. So I, I said, I'm just going to. And I told her what I was seeing. And I said, you know, these roses, different stages. And I, my eyes are closed. I don't know how she's responded. She might be like, this lady's a whack job. You know, you don't know. And so anyway, we get done and she goes, that's so funny. My name's Rose. And I was like, oh, yeah, I see that now. Okay, God, you're so funny. You know, well, then she lifts her arm and she has a tattoo. And it's all roses in different ages of growth. <laughs> and she talks about how it's been so impactful for her journey with the Lord and all this. And, you know, I told he sees you. You know, he sees you in every one of these stages. And he calls it beautiful. And, you know, just like speaking that life. Well, you don't know this, but I just met with Rose uh, last week. <laughs> so I, I told her, I said, you know, you're the one of the, you are the first person I ever 
like walked in that power that the Lord had given me to speak this prayer over you, you know, and all that. She, oh, thank you so much for reminding me that you're going to think this is crazy. But I was like, no, girl, I never think it's crazy anymore. <laughs> She's starting her own business called Healing Roses. And her business plan is laid out in the different stages of a rose. So like the steps, she's done like the seed and these are the steps she needs to complete to move to the next. That's how she set up her business plan. She said, so thank you for that confirmation. Nothing is wasted. The Lord wastes literally nothing. That's incredible. Isn't it? I have chills. That's incredible. It was a very neat, very fun moment to go, golly, God, you're so good at being God. (sighs) So delicious. So delicious. All right, so give me a thought about the difference between listening prayer and prophetic prayer. For me, listening prayer is almost taking what the Lord is showing me in the moment for this person. Prophetic prayer for me is dreaming with the Lord. For me personally, not dreaming like, oh, wouldn't that be nice if that happened? But it's almost like taking hold of the things that he's talking about for this person or that he has planned for this person or that he wants me to join him in believing for this person. Yeah. That's not yet happened. Right. That's not yet happened. May not even have any evidence, any evidence in the natural right now. Yeah. For me personally, I feel the most power when there is nothing I can see. Usually like with my children or my husband, I'm not seeing evidence of you working, but I'm going to believe in faith and saying it out loud. I'm not, I don't know if I've told you this, but I'm, I've just feel compelled to tell this. I was in Colorado. I was doing an event in Colorado mm-hmm. and he had gone to, um, the church service afterward. It was mm-hmm. afterward after the event, I think it was. And the pastor is a prophet and known as a prophet. Yeah. And so he said, you know, the Lord has got me up this morning. I have a prophetic word and I just want everyone to stand. I want to give this word. And so he's given this word. And like, I'm just praying, Chuck's praying. And so then he seals up that prayer and he sits down. He has the congregation to sit down. And then he's quiet for a minute. And he goes, I thought that was for the, uh, have a, I thought, have a word for the whole body. He goes, but it's not. It's for you two. And I would like for you two to stand You up. and Chuck? Me and Chuck. Oh, man. And you're like going, oh, okay. I'm in oh, trouble. I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally my first thought. Like, oh, no. Well, oh, I mean, because... Wow. You know, you get you get kind of red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he can only give you good, right? Right, right. He can only right. give you good. So at this time, like I'm head of women getting real. Uh, I'm doing this ministry to women. Chuck and I are beginning this repair. It's very, very new, like six months repair in our marriage and mm. his singleness of heart and that kind of thing. And we're just, there's like this, I got to think about what year this is. I mean, we're pretty new. So just lots of stuff going on in 2012, 2000. Not that's not so new, I guess. We've been w- walking together, but he had gone with me anyway. So, um, <laughs> sorry, I just like lost my mind for a second. <laughs> lost my mind for a second. Anyway, he is talking about Chuck, about Chuck rising up to his place, and he has to have take the leadership role. And I'm just like, going, hold on a second. What what church are we in again? Do you know? Because I'm going, I. I want Chuck to be in his place. I do. Mm. But I'm just like going, oh, my gosh, are we in this I'm the leader, I'm the leader kind of church environment, which I didn't know that I'm visiting this church, so I didn't really know. So I'm going, Lord, I know that you're my lover, you're my husband, you're going to take care of me. Just bless Chuck to be able to discern this. Mm. And 
Oh, let me say this. Let me pause this story. Mm-hmm. We had spoke to the youth group. I had spoke to the youth group right before. Mm-hmm. And this young man had pulled me after the thing. He said, I need to talk to you. This guy who's blessing you? or no, a different guy. Oh, a different. teenager. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. I need to talk to you. And I said, okay. And he said, um, when we were praying, the Lord gave me a picture for you. And he goes, I, I'm so nervous to tell you, but I really feel like I need to tell you. And I said, okay. And he tells me, um, there are really bad times coming for you. <clears throat> and he said, I just am trusting that you're going to stay with the Lord and that he loves you so much, but there's going to be really bad times coming. He goes, I just don't even want to tell you, but he said, my chest is just burning. He goes, I have to tell you this. So I'm going, no, no, thank you so much. And like, I really appreciate it. Well, I'm running all my files. Like you don't prophesy negativity over people Mm. unless that you give them the strength to go through it or whatever. But I'm going, this is a young man. He clearly has a prophetic gift. And so I prayed for him. Bless you, Lord, yeah. for your prophetic gift. Thank you for the courage it took for you to do that. And I just prayed for him and blessed him just to grow and practice and keep doing that. And I'm sitting in church. So then the pastor, you can imagine now I'm like already a little bit raw. And then the pastor goes, I got a prophetic word for you and Chuck. <laughs> and then he's praying Chuck up all this stuff. Chuck's going to rise up and he's going to take his place. He's going to find his voice. I'm going, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Just don't let him overrun me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I literally was praying that. Yes, Lord. But please don't, don't. I've come made so much ground, taking so much ground, trying to not be overrun. <clears throat> and then he turned to me and he said, I see, um, I see these bright lights coming straight at you and they're going to flatten you and they're going to mow you over. And I'm just like, I've just had this teenager's word. What? And then this pastor is saying this to me and he goes, but I want to strengthen you, encourage you that the white lights are Jesus and he's in it. And he goes, but everything that you know, everything that you know is going to get flattened. He goes, and he's going to mow you over but he's in it. So stay with him. Wow. So, and I'm internally like, I'm having this conversation. I'm going, Lord, this, this is not sound delicious. Yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> no. I'll receive this word out of honor for you, but like, protect me. Like yeah, yeah. what's coming against me? Protect me, protect me. Right. Yeah, like yeah. who even wants this is nuts. And then that was in January and in March, that's when the Lord said, I want you to take a sabbatical. Mm. Everything in my life stopped. stopped for a year, flat, boom. And I couldn't fight it because I'd had two witnesses that had seen it coming. And I didn't have any inkling that that was what was coming. Yeah. But that is the power of a prophetic word yeah. is that it strengthened me when the Lord said, I want you to take a sabbatical and flatten your life out. Mm. Here's this word from two other people that I'd heard. Yeah. And they were total strangers. They don't know my story. They're not, no, no, no. It took such great courage for them to deliver that. Mm. But a prophetic word that I think is very important is a prophetic word has in it the power to complete it. Mm. You know, Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Bill Johnson always talks about this, that the a prophetic word has the power from heaven to complete that which God is releasing. So that's why that word unleashing miracles that I've had for the year, you know, it means so much. It's not just a phrase, but it has in it the power to unleash miracles. Right. That was the word that was given. And we don't have any idea, no evidence of what's coming, but just that the Lord has said, this is a seed. I'm throwing this forward and this is what's going to come. So mm. praying prophetically over somebody is to me terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying, but it makes you, close to the Lord to listen. Have I heard you? Have I missed something? 
And I, ha- I have a friend who's a prophet who got a word for a family and did not want to give it and wrote a letter and gave it. And it broke relationship with them because they were so upset by what he heard. But what he heard came to pass. Oh, wow. And prophetic doesn't always mean bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. a prophet has to give good as well as. So let me say this. This is something I learned uh, from different people is anybody can, anybody can prophesy doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. Look at the world. Yeah. And it doesn't take anything. It doesn't take Jesus. No effort to do that at all. It doesn't take Jesus yeah. to do all the, the tornadoes and the heat and the, the pollution, uh, the pollution, human and the trafficking, interest and rates and oh, it's evil, yeah. evil. Oh, it's evil, evil. Jesus is coming to judge. Yeah. It doesn't take, that does not take prophetic at all. Right. What takes prophetic is to see the goodness of God in the land that we're living today mm-hmm. and see what he's going to do in the face of all that evil. That's yeah. what takes a prophetic word. Yeah. I keep hearing it's the truth. The truth of God, the right. truth of heaven. It's truth. It's not necessarily good or bad. Truth can be good and truth can be bad, but it's still the truth. Right. You know? And if even if it feels, quote, feels bad, right. it still brings a power to heal. Right. Because like that word that I got, that word that my friend gave to his friends mm-hmm. that broke the relationship, it was a hard word. It was the truth of what God was going to do. And I didn't want it, but that didn't mean that God wasn't good to me in it. Mm. And at the end of it, I went, you are so smart. <laughs> you have rescued me from so much. If I had not had that pattern interrupt, I, I'm nervous. I bless the Lord. I don't have to project it, but it's like, I bless the Lord for what he protected me from. Yeah. The trajectory that I was on. Mm. So he just like came in there and I really complained. I was very upset. I'm acting like, oh, and then I did this. No, I was like, I spent the first six months lamenting and crying and complaining. Mm. But then I got the gist of what we were actually doing. So listening prayer, prophetic prayer, you know, impartation prayer. What about, um, what other kind of prayer were we going to talk about? Do you remember? Is that all of them? Oh, deliverance prayer. Thank you, Crystal. That's yeah. exactly right. So deliverance prayer. Deliverance prayer. You and everybody gets a little okay. Yeah. Deliverance <laughs> prayer is kicking out of your spiritual mm. house anyone who is in your spiritual house that does not belong. Mm. I read this deliverance book. I think we've talked about this once or twice before. Yeah. And there is this line in the book that just it says that the demonic loves therapy sessions because they love talking about themselves. Mm. Boom. That mm. there are some things that are not talked out. They're cast out. Mm. And there's a reason why Jesus said to cast out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The evil and the evil spirits and the demons and that kind of stuff. And it's like, I don't think we take deliverance prayer as seriously as Jesus does. Mm. I'm thinking therapy, like I, I'm not trying to soften that at all. I'm just thinking for external processors, <laughs> therapy is much needed and necessary. And yes. I think that with a goal in mind, with a end in sight, you know, yes, like to process, to heal, yes, but just habitual over and over revisiting an episode or a trauma and continuing to talk about it over and over and over again, a thousand percent. The enemy would love you to stay right there and to relive that all over and over and over again. Right. You know, because he's given us the mind of Christ. And so he gives us tools. So therapy gives us tools to overcome. You know, uh, Anna Moore has a set of tools that she brings Mm. 
uh, healing and deliverance. Carol Skarik has tools and uh, techniques that she gives a different kind of release and relief right. and healing. Do you know what I mean? Melissa Langford, we got a lot of love in the Greater Things yeah. House. You know, Amanda, with her focus on littles and, yeah. you know, middle school. And Rose coming. Rose coming in with her kind of uh, healing and repair. So, like, God has given us the wisdom mm-hmm. to uh, heal and um the power to heal from heaven, the wisdom of what is needed to bring healing and wholeness to the yeah. humans, but a piece that we are working on yes. to bring in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like that our worship night that we're doing once a month, you know, mm-hmm. is prayer and healing is deliverance is literally kicking out of your emotional, physical, spiritual yeah. house, that which does not belong there. Mm-hmm. And, and there is someone else. If there's angels, there's demons. Yeah. You know, it's just that simple. And we, I think that we would do well to do some research. You know, I got out a book, uh, Chris Valentin's Spirit Wars Mm -hmm. was a book that was like super, super important in education about that. Randy Clark has some books about dealing with the demonic because there's some crazy crap out there. Crazy, crazy, crazy crap around deliverance. Yeah, we'll link these books. And so, but there are good and reliable teachers around how to deal with the deliverance because you want to kick the demonic out without killing the human in the process. Yeah. And sometimes people try to take on deliverance and they actually can cause more damage than they do good. Yeah. Cause they just, they don't, they don't uh, manage the human soul and psyche well. So those kinds of prayers are so important. You know, like Neil Anderson even has, he was one of the first bold voices about mm-hmm. freedom in Christ, about, silencing those and ridding people of those. And if you've ever seen somebody that's used to have a demon mm-hmm. either in them or plaguing them and then watching their freedom, I, I always come back to that season from the chosen. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and the religious man, the religious man showed up and the demons just laughing going, yeah, you got no power here. Yeah. But Jesus comes in with the truth and the love of God. And it takes one word, one word. Yeah. And the power of God. See, there's that power thing we keep right. coming back to. The power to, you know, it says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And that takes power to do that. And we have the power of Jesus to do it. So all these kinds of prayer. It's one of my favorite things, really. You know, prayer. Just praying for other people. Mm, yeah. Just praying for, I, I call it, uh, like when we do events and we pray for people, I I asked the Lord one time, I said, I don't even know what we're doing. He And he said, I was actually in Zimbabwe. I was terrified. You have no cultural connection. Yeah. You just, you just have zero cultural. I don't mean relational. I mean, cultural connection with the people in Zimbabwe. I just did an event and I said, Jesus, I have no idea what we're doing. And he goes, it's okay, baby. It's IV Jesus. <laughs> and I saw him plugging in an IV from him to me. Yeah. And he said, I'm just going to feed out everything you need. And I have, I still call it, I go, okay, I'll go like this. Okay. I need some IV Jesus right now. And just being able to see and do what needs to be done. I know it's not me, but I also know he can do it. Yeah. Why would we not give that away every chance we get, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hook me up. (laughs) (laughs) Tapping on my arm. (laughs) All right. Your turn to pray. Let's get wrapped this up. Lord, thank you. Uh, thank you for these these tools and this power that you give us that we don't have to continue to live uh, in lack or want or um, just in powerlessness. Mm-hmm. Thank you 
um, that you are moving and you are doing a new work in the world today. Thank you for those who are listening, Father, that you would um, draw them to yourself more, uh, to hear your voice, to see your visions, to dream dreams, um, to prophesy your your words, Lord, to those around them. Thank you, Lord, for doing it in us and through us today. It's an honor and privilege. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining our conversation. Hope that you'll take these things back to the Lord and knock it around with Him. Our desire is always that you would hear from the Lord in greater and greater measure for yourself. We would love any support and feedback that you might like to offer. You can reach more information about Greater Things at greater-things.org. And we just bless and honor you today. Thanks for your time. It's a gift and we know it. You pull me, you draw me.